0: Welcome to episode one of Mind Your Autistic Brain with Social Audi. That's me, Carol Jean. I am so excited about this podcast. I have gathered together and I have, up to this point, I've already recorded about seven or eight interviews with some of the most incredible autistic people. I have gone out and found people to share their journey and share their story. And it has just been amazing. I have been so incredibly blessed and excited to be able to put these voices together because I'm only one voice. I'm one autistic voice. And there are so many others. And I cannot wait to start sharing them with you today. And the first person Number one episode is Miss Diane J. Wright of Autastic. She is just incredible. And I cannot wait for you to hear this interview today. If you love it, if this speaks to you, if this resonates with you, if you are getting excited about hearing other autistic people in their stories and their journeys, and what's been their best tip, what's been the hardest thing, getting down and really getting real with each other and getting vulnerable. If this is something that really speaks to you at the end of the podcast, share it with a friend, share it on your social media post and tag me at social Audie or hashtag social audi. S O C I A L A U T I E. And let's share our voice. Let's share our voices. Not just with each, not just with each other, but with our friends, with our family. Because these are amazing interviews, and these are just incredible people, and I cannot wait for you to hear this. So let's get started. I'd like to introduce Diane J. Wright from Autastic.com. Diane, thank you so much for being here today. All right, so let's dive in and let's start with our big question here. If you don't mind, share with us your story about how you found out you were autistic.
1: I would be happy to. Um, It's it's a common story actually, once you get into the community. Um, So here's my story about how and when I found out. Um, I was in my early 40s, I think I was 42 at the time. And I had kept noticing that my life wasn't what I had expected it to be. Expectations are a big feature in the story. Um, I'd always been like one of those exceptional people gifted in school and all that. So people had always praised me for being good at things. And I was always good at things. So I couldn't understand because I tried really hard and I made sure I was good at things. Um, I couldn't understand why my life wasn't reflecting that. It wasn't what I was, the messages I was taking in about what success was, wasn't exactly lining up and I couldn't get it. Um, So I took time out, I stopped everything and I searched for an answer. Very autistic way to do things.
0: Very. (laughs) I think we can all relate to that one.
1: Totally. And I just, I was digging into all the books and the research, like everything I could. Cause I was, I was out of ideas. Um, and I stumbled on one of those lovely articles that's out there about aut- autism and women. And for the very first time in my entire life, I saw another person saying the words that were inside me, the way she was describing her life floored me because being who I am, um, biracial. I'm taller than most people. I'm smart. I'm all these things that are different. I attributed all my weirdness to that. I never thought it never occurred to me. And I was fortunate enough at that time that I'd never really heard the word autism in any meaningful way. So I hadn't been told what to think about it.
0: So that was probably really helpful.
1: Yeah. The fact that I saw this got me really excited that there were enough people out there in the world that existed that there was a word. Do you know what I mean?
0: I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, of course you do. The relief that I felt was just like, it it was overwhelming. It is, it it is, it's such a relief. And I was so excited to go, whoa, I'm not alone. (laughs) Yeah. But then I did a weird thing.
1: Um, I stumbled on this. And I thought to myself, okay, there's just another word that describes an identity. And everyone's always looking for identities, um, like highly sensitive person or empath or introvert. Like these are all identities people lined up behind. And I thought, okay, this is another one, fine. And I just put it away for two years. I didn't really think anything about it. And I kept like (laughs) doubling down and trying really hard and like, scheduling and, and meeting, like doing all the things you're supposed to do to be whatever it is you're expecting to be. And it still wasn't working. And I kept coming back. And then I remembered, what was this quiz I took? I go and I look at it and it's like, you're very likely neurodiverse. I think it's the Ardos one. Yeah. 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 And then I started digging into what that was and took me down another path that we, most of us go through. (laughs) Heavy research. What is autism? What does autism look like in women? Why have I not been noticed before? And, like, yeah, it's a huge sense of wonder and relief and just the greatest weight being lifted.
0: Definitely a weight being lifted. Okay, so this really speaks to me because you said, hey, I took the word and I just kind of took it in, and then I just went back to what I was doing for a couple years. (laughs) I did the same thing I didn't stick in my mind.
1: I had no negative preconceptions. So, um, I would like to say I was avoiding, but I don't, I don't, I was just ignorant at the time. I didn't know anything.
0: Yeah. I, I think we all kind of fall into that, especially the female group of us because there's so little out there really.
1: Yeah. It's but not our fault. Absolutely. We are not We just
0: like- don't talk about it in women.
1: Oh, it's still happening. Yes, absolutely. And a big um, other realization for me in particular was once I started understanding what autism was and how what it is and how it manifests in adults who aren't, who weren't seen, especially women who weren't seen. I also started realizing in minorities who aren't seen. And there's very little on people who are black, brown, Asian, indigenous, et cetera. very, very little and I mean, with all that's going on in the world right now it it's highlighting the larger group, but the subgroups, the minority groups are still absolutely not seen. so there's a long way to go.
0: Well, after you kind of took it in, you know. Describe for us sort of what your journey was as you processed your life with the new information. I mean, when you were like, okay, now once time. Figure it out to pay attention <laughs> once I clued in. Yeah.
1: So I started researching um, the very first book I read, lucky for me, again, so much luck. Uh, was Tanya Marshall's I Am Aspian Woman. And that is um, a collection of um, stories from women in their own voices about how they learn they were and how they learn they are and what it means in their life to be autistic. I, again, saw myself there among these people who I've never met. Um, It just really solidified that I was fine. Not that I thought that I was broken, but that I was learning how hard I was working, if
0: that makes sense. Yes, that makes a lot of sense. I think you just probably connected with everybody on the other side of this. (laughs) We all feel like, I work so hard, and I know I work so hard, but I don't think anybody else gets it. I didn't get it.
1: I still don't get it half the time. That's why um, I I wanted to come up with... This is how Autastic started. I mean, I'm sure we'll get to this, but... um,
0: No, no, go right ahead, because that's one of my big things. How how did Autastic come about?
1: Well, I wanted something i could wear something that i could have that would remind me that i'm autistic that i'm working really hard in this moment because i forget being alive for 40 years you learn how to be and you don't think anything of it um so i came up with this and i made this necklace which i wear all day every day all the time and uh, this is what sort of spurred the website and the academy and our groups so. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that is fantastic cuz I I've looked at your website I have poured through everything that you've written and you've done some amazing things you really have I mean you have surprise you're autistic on Facebook which is a wonderful group I love the way that it's that it's open and it engages people and it it, it is not discriminatory it doesn't shut people down it allows people to voice where they are wherever that is and I think you've done it such a is, beautiful yeah. job. It's such a gift.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, it's. I think that also comes out of being a minority of the minorities. You learn how to navigate majority spaces. And I have to say, in the last month, I've spent an inordinate amount of time talking to people online um, who mean well, but they have also, uh, in their quest to help others, have claimed the spaces I created as their own have come to me yelling at me that I've failed people of color and they're trying really hard, but at the same time, they haven't taken one or two clicks to find out who I am and to find out the work I'm doing. And my hashtags, which are uh, autistic POC, which people of color, autistic women, you know, autistic well brown, like this is my life and I don't want to turn it around and go, you know, this is the problem, but I'm, I'm trying to keep them as excited allies and sort of help them (laughs) learn. Right. Exactly what the problem
0: is. And I think sometimes half the battle is identifying the problem and, and putting words to it, to communicate with other people so that they can have a better understanding And I think you do such a great job of that.
1: Thank you. Um, I worked really hard at it and I work hard every day because as I've learned what our common traits are, I can see that coming out in our interactions when people flare up in a group, any group of people is going to have a flare up. Um, But also, I mean, our tendency to black and white thinking, our Devotion to to fighting injustice, like we have all these beautiful traits um, that come out sometimes not so well, and we also have a lot of trauma. A lot of us live with um, complex PTSD from being denied who we are, more from overt abuse, from living in a world not designed for us, and not even knowing it. Yeah. So there are a lot of things that go into moderating a group. <laughs>
0: Well, I, I have to say that I'm in several groups and yours is by far the, the top of the heap. I mean, it's, it's my Good benchmark shot. for what I aspire and work very hard to wow. try and be on my side. Are you trying to make me cry? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I just, I'm trying to convey to you how, how very impactful what you're doing has been in my life. So, so let's get into this because I feel like you probably have some, some serious gold nuggets here to share. Oh, no pressure. No, no pressure, <laughs> really. <laughs> okay. So what is the best thing you learned or thing that, that made your life better when you were first starting? Like what would be the one big thing? Cause like the book really helped you, but what was the next big thing? Um, The next thing that helped me or the next thing I learned? Both. I mean, it could be either one. It's just like from that beginning journey, what was the one that you would share with somebody else?
1: All right. The the things that helped me, aside from that one book and the other autobiographies I read, it was I sought out all the autistic voices I could. It actually didn't occur to me to go to non-autistic people. Like, I just lucked out. So I looked up vloggers and found so many wonderful people doing vlogs on what it's like to be autistic, men, women, all right. Like, I've separated all those out in my YouTube channel, which I will show you. Um, vloggers, podcasters, uh, writers, artists, I just, researchers, of course. But I just looked for our voices mm-hmm. and learned what I could about what it's like to live inside the skin, you know. And the best thing I learned was that um, I'm not an inexplicable failure. I'm actually an amazing success story. Like once I learned what I was doing and how I was living, I was actually kind of blown away (laughs) that I'd made it this far. I mean, I'd gone through, and most of us out there have gone through significant depressive episodes. We live with anxiety. We may have even been suicidal several times in our life, like really, really dark places. And to still be here after 40 something years, 49 now, I think I am, uh, like I'm my own hero. This is amazing. And my life is better than ever.
0: You just gave me chill bumps. I I cannot lie. You just (laughs) absolutely gave me chill bumps.
1: I'm not saying
0: it's all roadie. This is exactly why I wanted to get your voice out there and share, share you, because this is exactly, this is exactly what we need to hear, you know, for me as an autistic woman. I mean, I just turned 46 and absolutely, absolutely. It is a miracle. I am still here. Still alive. Everything that's happened in my life. You know, because I've been suicidal since I was six. I mean, I knew something was wrong and I was miserable at six years old. You know, it's bad. And, you know, and everybody in my life tried everything they could to help me. I mean, my mom and dad took me to the therapist, all this stuff. But they didn't know in the 70s what we know now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's heartbreaking and also exciting at the same time. Um, I have membership questions to help me sort of tailor our membership to those who, you know, need it and want it. Mm -hmm. Um, And in those questions, people express such, they're so unhappy, you know, and, and seeking. So they're just looking so hard for answers and I don't have all the answers, but I know that we don't have to live in that misery. We don't have to live with that feeling that comes from not knowing who we are and not being accepted for who we are. I mean that that doesn't need to happen.
0: So one hundred percent, one hundred percent. I agree with you. That's yeah. that's my side of it. I, I absolutely agree with you one hundred percent. That was that's the whole reason I started doing what I'm doing. Yeah, which is similar yeah. to what you're doing is that. I found, and you found, that there's this other side of it, and we got there on our own with a lot of hard it's work, difficult. and we shorten <laughs> that, that learning curve and shorten that journey for other autistic people, because you yeah. know there's so much more on the other side, and, and we got there, and we know we can help somebody else get there, too.
1: It's night and day. It, I can't even express how profoundly different I feel about my life now. There's, there are no words really. (laughs) And I look at, I look at you and I see like, here's somebody who's strong and inventive and resilient and look at what you're doing. Just you're here and you're thriving, right?
0: I think it's also in in some of the conversations that I've, I've participated in and have observed in our community is that here's this Feeling that it's so nice to know that there are other people that didn't have a clue before that now have a better idea about what it's like to need some space, to um, have a little downtime, to be comfortable communicating online and, and has opened it up because other people have experienced sort of some of the things that we experience on a regular basis. And I think that awareness, and it's brought an awareness. I think it's brought an awareness to all of us. Even as autistic people, we have a different awareness now than we did three months ago.
1: Yeah. And I I very much made it my purpose once I started learning what the world thought of us to meeting people across the spectrum, around the spectrum. It's not linear, but... um, (laughs) Because I understand my experience, but I don't understand um, everybody's experience. So I wanted to make sure that when I founded Autistic.com and uh, Autistic Women of Color and Surprise Your Autistic, that we're not only talking to ourselves in our bubble of, like we are, we are people of all support needs and I want to make sure that we're all represented and included because we don't need minorities inside our minority. We just don't.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, we have we have to work together to to reach some common goals that elevate everyone. Yeah. What is the hardest part of your autism journey and how did you embrace it for growth and change? Cuz I know that, you know, I recognizing you what I see in myself so it, it really fired okay you shifted. You did what I did. And I feel like you really must have. It's like, I was always sort of a positive person, but there was something that shifted when I started to really learn who I was and as, as an autistic woman. And I was able to then shift my thinking and how I perceive the world. So I, I look at things and I feel like you seem to look at things as an opportunity it's it's not a challenge it's not a failure it's it's an opportunity to learn it's an opportunity to grow harder the hardest things are the ones that really grow us
1: I am a diehard pessimist and uh, (laughs) you would never know it oh my gosh I can't believe you just said that wow you just lit me up
0: on this end
1: Yeah, no, I'm a pessimist. I'm a survivor of uh, abuse. So I am hypervigilant. So my default state is all of those things. And I've learned and cultivated the positivity, if that's what you want to call it, um, because it just makes my life better.
0: Um, oh, just drop the mic on that one. Drop. I mean, wow. That, that right there that is that's serious and i think that everybody can relate to that because you know like you said we all have those in our the ptsd we've had some some abuses and things like that and that you know that that makes your life better to yeah. shift I, shift how you see it. yeah i don't We're expect
1: busy. it to be like sunshine and rainbows every day i there are dark moments absolutely but i constantly I'm learning how to get through those how to hold my own hand through those times because I guess you live long enough you realize time that there's the wave right there are the dark troughs of horror (laughs) and then then your body and your mind um, are resilient they're strong and they bring you back up again and you can see the sunshine and the rainbows and think oh I'm glad I woke up today and nothing is constant, even the terrible stuff, even what's happening now is not constant.
0: I so, think that that's a great point, Diana. Absolutely. It's not constant. And I think that so many people fail to stop and recognize that everything is temporary. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. And it's, it's a but, but, but how we look at it changes how we're perceiving the good, the bad, and the ugly in the moment.
1: And how we perceive it changes how we feel and how our bodies respond.
0: Hey, you know, I'm all about the science. I'm all about the science, the neurobiology, the neuroscience. I'm going to always go back to how our bodies are going to respond. And absolutely.
1: Um, So to answer your question, Mm -hmm. um, the hardest thing of my journey is, it was and it still is, is that making that shift is kind of a constant bit of work for me. because. Your foundational learning, the person you learn to be in the world as a child, I mean you learn how to exist, it's not conscious, and that carries you forth and it's reinforced and reinforced and carries you into your adult life. And if you're 30 or 40 or 50, and there are people in our group who are 70 and 80, which is so good.
0: I know um, it's great. I love it.
1: Good. Um if you, you find out midstream that your things aren't what you thought they were, then that foundational learning is still there. The core of who you are and how you respond is still there. So the hardest thing for me is that everyday work on finding that space between my reactions to things and my responses to things. So yeah, that's tough finding that, that pause.
0: I'd have to agree with you. Absolutely. <laughs> it is my daily, that is my daily, my daily uh, challenge. It really is. Well, uh, I remember,
1: I forget. I forget I'm autistic, right?
0: <laughs> I just feel <killed, laughs> that I'm know, still yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. And it just kind of happened. So, yeah. Diane, I would love for you to share the how and the why of your hashtag, Autistic Elder. I want you yeah. to share with everybody what that is. Cause when I saw it, I thought, oh man, why didn't I have this? I wish I would have had this so much sooner. And I wish I would have known about it before. And I want everybody to know about this.
1: <laughs> um yeah, that's been really kind of wonderful, actually. The people who volunteered for that. Let me say what it is. Okay. okay. So I have five hashtags at this point. Um I'll go through them. Autistic yes. women, autistic POC, Autistic Well Brown, Life, which is more general, and Autistic Elders. And Autistic Elders is I asked people who were over 40 as a somewhat arbitrary point for having lived enough to learn a few things. Right. We right? um,
0: hope we have anyway. We try.
1: Um, <laughs> to volunteer themselves as a mentor group on Twitter for anyone of any age who wants to ask how to deal with a certain life situation, want to know what our coping mechanisms have been, because after that age, or around and about that age, I don't want to be discriminatory, ages, um, we have come through decades with our own coping mechanisms. We've developed ways to be in the world and may not have realized that we have. Like if you go into a grocery store, how do you go through the grocery store? How do you you maintain your sanity in that space, which is very challenging for a lot of people with sensory issues? And if you don't know you have sensory issues, you may have come up with a few things like, hey, I'm always wearing earbuds. You may not have thought about it. The autistic community who's younger, they're very aware of noise-canceling headphones it's a different experience so uh you can use that hashtag autistic elders there are somewhere around 100 people i think who check that tag regularly and they answer questions
0: this that's it it's helpful now, now that's just on twitter that's on twitter uh-huh. um,
1: the autistic community seems to be mostly on twitter i could be wrong i do have an instagram presence for us but um i'm not there
0: I only have so many hours in a day. Right. I'm so with you right there. There's just so many platforms. You're like, I got to pick the ones I can can manage. So we're on Facebook
1: and Twitter and that seems to be reaching people.
0: Okay. So I have one last question for you. What is the one thing, the biggest thing, the most important tip you want late diagnosed people who are just starting their journey to know? Uh,
1: the one thing I want late yeah. identified people, and I use the phrase "late." I like identified.
0: that better. I'm going to adopt that one. I like that. Well, because They're identified because we're a lot of people are self-diagnosed because you just can't get it. And diagnosis,
1: yes, technically is is one step of this life-altering journey that starts the minute autism arrives in your consciousness. Like there's just so much more. Than diagnosis and being medicalized we immediately go oh my god there's something I need to go see a doctor about they need to tell me who I am and that's okay because that's what we're trained to do um but even if you do that immediately that doesn't negate the rest of your journey
0: no and it doesn't change the fact that you know when you know it's not like it's so complete deny that that's who you are when you're autistic you know
1: yeah. and once you see yourself you can suddenly see those around you and we attract you know not we attract like attract like but our social style meshes with others of who have the similar social style so it's a good chance a lot of our friends and family are as well absolutely um so what i want people to know is that um Right now, you are a product of a lifetime of heroic self-preservation, right? The person you are is amazing, period. It's fact. You would not be here to get where you are without knowing that you've been working so hard and that the way you exist in the world is fundamentally different than most of the people around you. That is amazing. That shows... The strength that you have, the resilience you have, um, just so, shows so many good things, not bad things, you know? And we're just, it's, it's perspective. Being told I'm not who I think I am, that I'm masking, that everything I do is a learned reaction, right? So who am I? And I know personally, long before I found out, people would say, well, what do you want to do? And I'd be like, what do you mean? Like I had no multiple choice list to choose from. Like, what do you mean? What do I want to do? (laughs) I didn't even know how to figure that out. So um, I developed a course that's a gentle guide to help people peel back the layers of what they've learned and find out who they are and listen to the, they learn what the signals are when you like something, learn the things that give you actual joy, know what they are, write them down (laughs) and you can start building your life choices on that. Who am I in relationships with? Where, what kind of work am I going to do to sustain myself? What's my leisure activity? What's that going to be? Or multiple things. Those all come from knowing who you are and when you've been, performing through life whether you know it or not you will come to know it <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> because that's how we get through life right. um, you have to learn you have to be taught I think on your own or not to, to put those mechanisms down and feel safe those have kept us safe this whole time and it's scary and difficult to put them aside because we need them but we can in small gentle steps. And then we can build our lives to be fulfilling for what's real, what comes from
0: inside. So I noticed and, and you did a, you do a lot of journal work. And I found for me that was such a tremendous help in uncovering the layers of who am I? And I I did kind of like you, I I delved in for so many years, and I read and I researched and I, mm-hmm. I sought out people to help give me some guidance. And what I found in the journaling process, and I saw that this is a part of your academy, and I loved this that there were journal prompt questions. Because for me, there were questions that I found for myself that I didn't even know I was supposed to know the answer to. Yes. Like, it- what are your core values? Well, I had no idea. Right. But now I do. I can tell you. And every I decision I make goes back to that. Did you? Yeah. And it makes all the difference in the world. It helps me say no to stuff that just doesn't fall into what my core values are. It, it makes yeah. decision-making 10 million times easier.
1: Yeah. I mean, I had to really research that. It sounds kind of odd, but I didn't know no, either. I didn't. I didn't know how to know. So I had to go find out. And like, this took years. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I am out. right there with you. <laughs> yeah, reading books, watching you know, therapy sessions, pulling in my therapy uh, tools. And I bundled it all together because back to autistic elders, we get to learn this stuff, maybe if we're lucky, <laughs> but most of the time we're just sort of getting through life. Um, it doesn't need to be that way. We, we can do better than just getting through.
0: I 100% through agree enough, with you.
1: It's enough, and sometimes it's all we can do, but there can be moments that are good and joyous and in connection with other people. We're pack animals. We need that.
0: Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Diane J. Wright from Autastic.com, thank you so much for joining us today in the Social audi and the Socially Intelligent Autistic group. You are such a blessing and a gift to the autistic community, and you are just an astounding and amazing human. And I am so thrilled that I got to meet you and honored that you were here today sharing your journey and the wonderful things that you're doing out there. Uh, I'm going to make sure I include Diane's contact information so that you guys can reach out and you can use these hashtags that she has going that are out there to connect you with your group. You know? We're all different. We all have a different place. And she has such an amazing voice and perspective. And if you haven't checked out Autastic.com, be sure you do.